Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? I'm sick of that now. Well, Are you not sick of it yet? No. Mate, I you've got... You know, like... You know I wrote a book about spin doctors and camp, political campaigning. Did you? I wasn't aware of that. Yes, you were. Mad Men and Bad Men. It was best-selling book. You probably own about three copies. Best-selling? Anyway, it was best... You know you can call any book best-selling because in some chart somewhere, it was... Yeah at the top so in amazon on the amazon like politics books in the first month of its release yeah it would have been like in the top three because it was fucking everywhere now how hard that is i don't know i didn't see the numbers but it was certainly and you know and i'll take a picture screen grab it keep that forever We've seen it done with podcasts, well, not I, ours. I did that. My getting the C book was number one in some subdivision of Amazon there you for go. about well, you, twenty you minutes. Know, you know exactly what I'm talking and about. And I did then. tick screen grab. Yeah, you're right. Of course you did. There you go. You know, exactly. and we've seen it done with podcasts. So I'm a best author as well. Then ours is never in the charts. I don't think <clears throat> this this thing. I, don't know, I think I it look. was in the charts. Funnily enough, when we first started. I yeah, think it was. I think in the, our first ever week, we were you, in the iTunes yeah, charts. Every every new podcast gets this weird bump and it's inflated up towards the top of the charts because the, the iTunes charts that. are basically bent. No, mate, you shouldn't say that. I know that, but that means that next time we launch a podcast, like not one of ours, but one of our empire, when it uh, goes high in the chart in its first week, we want to brag about that. But if you've told everyone, oh, it's meaningless, load of bent bollocks, then... Anyway, the point of the story is I am a best-selling author and an expert on political campaigning, right? And what they... One of the things I learned was when you've got a slogan, right? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, the Tory one was, you know, strong and stable, for example, right? The public get bored of it months after you yourself have so you repeat something again 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 and again you're hearing it all the time but the average person in the street just hears it once in a while in the background and it takes a long time for it to actually land in their consciousness right very long time way beyond the point at which you're bored of it it's the same when 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 we did magazines you'd keep putting the same thing on the cover every week because it sold and Everyone on the magazine gets really bored and wants to change it every week because it's what you have to do every week. So you want to change it up. But actually, repetition works. And those right. are the principles that I'm applying to my catchphrase, I'm Sam Delaney, so, so the, what? You're going to keep seeing it for months and months to come. Is that what months. Maybe years. When did a- Bru- How long did Brucey do Nice to See You see Nice? Well, he was still doing it. He was doing that- it in the 70s and he was still doing it just before he fucking popped his clogs on fucking Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, but, you, you know, you, you, that was in front of 20 million people 
on the telly on a Saturday night, we've got like 300 listeners or something. <laughs> Mate, from Small Acorns, right? Uh, right. If whatever. Bruce had taken that fucking... When Brucey was still doing music hall performances, right, in yeah. the 1910s, which is when he started out, that was when he started some of his best catchphrases. Nothing for a pair, not in this game, etc. Yeah. Right? Well. And if someone had said to him then... Oh, you know, who who are his contemporaries then? Arthur Askey or whatever. Yeah. You wanna give up on that, Brucey? No one's listening. You're third on the bill. Hardly anyone said your catchphrase. It'll never amount to nothing. And nor will you, you horrible little shitbag. I'm right? gonna crush you. I'm gonna crush you like a worm. Yeah, and that's what you deserve. You disgust me, Brucey. You'll amount to nothing. <laughs> when they invent television years from now, I guarantee you will never be on it. <laughs> And if Brucey had let that... In this situation, you're Arthur Askey and I'm Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. Right? And I am not going to listen to your doubts. I'm just going to plough on. And years from now, I will have my own game show called So What with Sam Delaney. Yeah, okay. I think Arthur Askey had some limbs amputated before he died. I'm just Googling it now. What? Just for a laugh? Both legs. Both his legs, why? Both legs off. He died in 1982. Mm. And uh, in July 1982, he had both legs off gangrene. How come they went gangrenous? That that sort of thing doesn't happen Poor anymore. circulation, apparently. So there you are, watch out. That yeah, he should, have, he should have been on the aspirin. Nowadays, so, it wouldn't happen. They thin your blood before yeah, it gets would. to that stage. It probably would. But there we go. back then, 1982, uh, different times, the last four months of Arthur Askey's life, legless. <laughs> what was Arthur Askey's catchphrase? Um, I don't know. He had a song called the B song. Buzz, 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 oh, buzzy, 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 Who you like, but don't sting me. Fucking hell. Different yeah, times, I don't like it. it. I prefer Brucey. Askey catchphrase. <laughs> um... He this did is... a song in 1941 called uh, It's Really Nice to See You, Mr. Hess. <laughs> after after Hitler's deputy, Rudolf Hess, fled to Scotland and it was banned <laughs> by the war office. <laughs> <laughs> it's he... really nice to see you, Mr. Hess. Yes, it is. Uh, his two catchphrases were Hello, playmates. That you wouldn't be allowed right, yeah. that nowadays because it sounds yeah. a little bit you tree And I thank you. Which what? now... Everyone says, I thank, thank you, as in oh, I yeah. thank you. We go, I thank you. And oh, also, well, one that I haven't that. heard, before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> before was, your very eyes. He was five foot two with a breezy, smiling personality. He Was, was that before or after his legs were cut that off? Was, that was before. <laughs> Fuck me. That means that by the time he was, the end. he was two foot fucking eight. <laughs> oh, Poor cunt. Oh, well. Private Eye magazine playmates. in the 1970s used to say the Queen Mother and Arthur Askey had never been seen in the same room together, referring to the fact they were about the same age and the same height, suggesting that the Queen Mother was Arthur Askey in drag. <laughs> Who's that? Private Eye? Private Eye, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. It's really nice to see you, Mr. Hess. I love uh, Second World War songs about the um, Second World War songs about the Nazis, like jovial yeah. songs about the Nazis. Hey, um, you know 
in the past, uh, I think on certainly on Talksport, but may, maybe on this podcast as well, we've done that game Brazilian footballer or not Brazilian footballer, yeah. and also sausage or not sausage. Yes. Why don't you do actual wartime song? or not actual wartime song okay. on another episode where you do. make yeah. up some songs that were done during that okay. period. Whoops, right. is, whoops, who, whoops, who's there, Mr. Goebbels, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I'll write that down as one of the things we might do in the future. Yeah. But I'm definitely uh, adopting his, his, his catchphrase. <clears throat> hey, thank you. Hey, thank you. That's mine now. Very good. Uh, let's, uh, let's get it at the mailbag, because that's what we're here for. Yeah. There was a series of tweets the other day from Lee Butler. Um, I don't know if he said what could say his name or not, but I have now. Um, mm. I'll read them out. Not sure whether to tweet this, but I'm embarking on a year seven school trip. I'm the teacher, not the kid. Says, I think we might have a classic dis and that driver. 20 minutes late, named Mario, seems very laissez-faire. Talk <laughs> me through the coach. This is the toilet. It okay. Try not to do number twos. <laughs> and the, he says the demonic look in his eye made it very clear there would be no number twos mm. uh, then a further tweet doesn't know itinerary or route um, and then mm. update stopping at services after a couple of hours was a lie year sevens are now all using the toilet a lot also the brakes seem new and unfamiliar to him <laughs> And then a few hours later, Mario Dissendat updated, got to the services. Guess where Mario Dissendat parked first before Angry Bloke came out of Costa and told him to move. Many shrugs before he did. And there's a picture of the bus parked. Always a shrug. Um, hard to make out Dissendat outfit, but shirt tight and jeans. Can't believe the serendipity of listening to this podcast on the way to meet on the way to school to meet coach then having Mario this and that arrive <laughs> might be that I'm tired but I'm trying not to laugh too openly <laughs> he looks like a weird cross of Ancelotti Mika Hakkinen and the baddie from Firefox <laughs> I don't know who that <laughs> is who that is um, Mario this and that all had gone quiet thought he was keeping his head down for customs purposes just rightly cocked up getting on Eurotunnel Cue several high-vis men frantically waving at him and lots of shrugging. Went down the wrong ramp and had to reverse back up. Glorious. And then Mario Dissendat insisted on a supermarché stop and then scuttled off to his room with a big bag looking very content. (laughs) Why is it that even internationally all coach drivers have the same outfit? Which is always the short sleeve, half cotton, white half shirt. polyester shirt. Right? Yeah. It's usually white or light blue. And it always looks, especially in hot weather, it looks uncomfortable because of the man-made yeah. fibres in it. It's sort of very sweaty. And they have that. They have some sort of aviator-style glasses with kind of brown lenses and <laughs> and fags in top pocket of shirt. And, you know, Billy, the coach driver off of my school coach, wore that outfit. And still now, if I go on holiday now, like, you know, the shuttle bus from the car hire back to the main airport terminal? Basically, Spanish Billy, the the Spanish version of the fucking coach driver when I was a kid. It's that they always are the same weight, which is around 20, the early 20 stones. Um 
it's interesting, isn't it? Any insight from that from anyone who knows a coach well, driver is welcome. And, and I've scrolled up another couple of days further, and then Lee tweet, tweeted us again and said, "Can I just clarify the driver Mario Dissendat is a legend, oh. smiley, friendly with all the kids. He's joined us for all subsequent meals. He just has some interesting driving techniques, sense of driving, and interpretation of the highway code. So that's ended really nicely. Yeah, he felt a bit guilty." He got to know him a bit better and felt guilty about dobbing him into the podcast. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. I get that practically every time we record a podcast. I always I always have post-pod guilt because someone, very often a friend or relative, I've, I've portrayed in a bad light and then I feel bad. So don't, don't worry about it. They probably won't hear. And if they do, just give them the old this and that. If they complain. Yeah. Um, so that was a nice one. Yeah, it some was nice. nice. live tweet in We've there. We've got some this and that, but actually I've, I've done a bit of a deep dive, a bit of an e- inbox clear up. And so right. there's a few of all different categories. And there was one that really caught my eye from a while back. Um, it's from a, uh, someone called Cal. And he said, I thought you might appreciate a story of strange dad behavior. Always. All good. When I was around seven or eight, shortly after my parents' divorce, me and my older brother had to go and visit my dad in his new flat on weekends. <laughs> yeah, this is the what? new flat. I, yeah, I haven't done much with it yet. I, you know, that what... I've got to get some bunk beds in for you. Yeah, but now... For you and, the, you and your brother. You're both sleeping on that inflatable mattress. It's not fully <laughs> inflated. I think there's a fucking puncture. But it'll be fine. It's only two nights, right? That wall, that smell you can smell, is fresh paint. It needs finishing by next week, or certainly by end of month, I'll have that done, right? The toilet, just so you know, the toilet doesn't yet flush. I'm getting that sorted, <laughs> right? Anyway, kids. I've got a bucket next to it. You just fill the bucket up and then tip it down the toilet and it flushes itself. Anyway, how's your mum? just as good. Yeah? Yeah? Is that fella still coming round, is he? No, I don't. I don't. No, don't worry, boys. I know she's told you to lie to me. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, the three of us, that's like, he, he, so Cal's seven or eight, right, in his brother, and the three of us would go it would go out to the local park on these weekends to see what mischief yeah. we could get up to. On one occasion, we recognised a bike locked up as one that belonged to an older kid from down our street. My dad instantly thought that the best thing to do would be to crush my ice cream all over the kid's bike seat. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that your mate's bike? Right, here. Get your ice cream, right, and crush it all over your seat. I don't want to. I want to eat my ice cream. I want to eat no, it. No, no, no. Fuck that. I'll get you another one. Just crush it all over. That's it. Right. He then said to my brother that he should send a cryptic clue text message to the owner of the bike, alluding to our perfect crime. Well, it's not a fucking perfect crime if you grasp yourself. The dad's gone, right. Okay. Now, have you got this lad's number? Text him. Don't say outright what you've done. Do a riddle. Like, you know, like, you know. <laughs> Start off with riddle me this. <laughs> like that. Right. Over the course of the day, we had the older kid who we knew as Bum Crease, real surname, Mill Crease. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that Bum Crease's bike over there? <laughs> We had him playing a cat and mouse game with my brother as he hunted him down through the large car park in a rage for ice cream in his seat. Just as we were about to head (laughs) off home in my dad's van, of course he's got a van. Kids, look at this. Look what your dad's got. That's the thing now. Your your mum should never let me get a van because she said it were impractical. (laughs) But the thing is, kids, now I'm free. 
I'm free to make my own decisions. First thing I did, get a van. See if that flat, if I ever, you know, I own this van. There's no payments. I bought it outright, right? If I ever get kicked out of that flat, right, which, to be honest, with things the way they are, could happen. It's Such touch and go. go. I could be out next weekend. You could come and I could be out on me here, right? No problem, though, because we stay in the van. See, Keep I've got myself a plan B. And the open road. We live on the open road. The world is literally our oyster. In dreamland, It'll be kids. the biggest adventure now ever. Now can you see, in a way, marriage is like a prison, kids, right? And I, I, But it's a prison you don't realise you're in until you're out. Can you see what I'm saying? <laughs> kids, no, stop crying, right? What I'm saying is don't ever get married. And it's not about your mum. It's I'm not saying your mum is a bitch or anything like that. But, you know... Look, she's got, she, it's just marriage she has in her general. moments. It's the institution of marriage. It means a man natural. does. Every man wants a van. Of course he does. But if you're married, there's no way you're getting a van. <laughs> right. Anyway, this kid, right, is it Bumcrease is in a rage and he's fucking come out. He's got the text. It obviously wasn't cryptic enough because yeah. he's origi- he's immediately come out clocked his ice cream seat and started hunting down the older brother. <laughs> Just as we're about to head off in my dad's van, Bumcrease spots me and my dad in the front seats, comes over and asks if we'd seen my brother or if he'd been with us at all. All right, Bumcrease. <laughs> Hello. Um, have you seen your older brother anywhere? No, we ain't seen him. We say no. Then Bumcrease and my dad have a friendly chat. My dad asks him how his family are and wishes him all the best. We then say our goodbyes and begin to drive away. It's at this moment that my dad suddenly shouts, Now! Go! <laughs> and my brother, who all this time had been hiding in the back of the van, blasts open the back doors. This is while the back van's moving. <laughs> and begins to verbally abuse Bumcrease. My dad also joins in with the abuse in hysterics before we speed away, leaving Bumcrease in a cloud of smoke and confusion. His dad's like, all right, Bumcrease, how you going? Uh, yeah, and how, how's school? Oh, that's nice. How's your mum and dad? Well, t- tell them I said hello, won't you? Yeah, no, it's really nice to see you. Glad to see you growing up so well. See you later then. Ta-ra, bye. Right. Right, now, go! Bumcrease, you fucking dickhead! Fuck off! We did your bite, and we're gonna do it again. And fuck your mum and dad. I hate them. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, this is incredible. And he's just written the end, and then as a PS, he's going, "Let me know if you went any, any more of my post-divorce dad stories." Yes, we do. Yeah. There's loads. Yes, please. There's loads more, as he was well and truly off his fucking rocker. There's a great one involving minced beef and a man's car, and also tales of the prank calls he used to make me complicit in. (laughs) Uh, Kids, right, get on the blower, right? This is—it's just a mate of mine from work. He won't mind. He'll find it funny, right? Now, when he answers, I want you to say, right, that you're—I can't do it. He recognised my voice. Say that his wife's dead, right? (laughs) (laughs) Say you're from the hospital. Oh. Jalapeño. Let us tell you about our newest deep dive, which is only available if you're a member of our Iron Filing Society Patreon subscription money grabbing uh, scheme. Uh, yeah, we're now pyramid, covering. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> we're now covering uh, Roy of the Rovers 
from the 1980s from the book The Best of Royal of the Rovers the 1980s it's called The Melchester Odyssey and here is some of what you might be missing out on already this is it they've dug a hole in the car park and now they're tarmacking over it this is it hey you two what the fuck what the fuck's going on here it's oh, just oh fuck me here comes here comes the gaffer he's fucking blown article here this is it he's committed himself to the tackle and bungled it. He's bungled it. Fuck, he's You've bungled, bungled it. it, you can't. <laughs> this is it. He'd probably substitute himself and fuck off down the pub. You I bet I mean? he fan- yeah. Fuck this. Fuck this for a game of fucking cards. I've had it. That's the um, fucking beauty about player manager. You can just fuck <laughs> off when you've had enough. This, this is it. Right. Because I'd get a lock in any pub because I'm right race. Oh, I race. I'd go where I fucking want. Me and Blackie Grey, we'd go in. Not only will we, if we want, we'll go, right, we're having a lock in and get all these other cunts out now. Right? <laughs> and they'll do it. This, this is, is it. it. <laughs> there you go. We're only asking for £3 plus VAT per month and you get um, a weekly episode of the Melchester Odyssey. You'll also immediately get all 19 episodes of the Keen Odyssey 2 which was our previous deep dive in Iron File and Society land. So, you know, what's not and the love? you get the Keegan deep dive a week before any other camp. A week early, and you'll probably usually get your morning episodes the night before once I've finished editing them. So, you know, it's just a better life all round. Do it. Mm. Patreon.com slash Top Flight Time Machine. It's all there. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. Here's one from Cunter JW. Um, throwing out of the wider world from the Mediter- Mediterranean distant that to the former Soviet Union and Central Asia uh, on a trip 30th birthday a trip of a lifetime around the communist states of Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan fucking hell myself and a friend encountered numerous examples of Soviet dis and dat including Uzbek taxi drivers actively removing our seatbelts and saying don't worry this is, Uzbe- this is Uzbekistan <laughs> we had arranged a trip across Kazakhstan through an agency. We were assured of a top-of-the-range 4x4 as well as a local expert guide. Their top guide, they said. Mm, top guide. On the, morning, said on the morning of the three-day trip, we received a text to say, I am late. Wheel on car broke. <laughs> and, <laughs> an, an hour later, our guide turned up. I would best describe him as a Bernard Cribbins lookalike <clears throat> who'd spent a hard life in a Soviet mine. The top of the range 4x4 was in fact heavily dented 25-year-old Lada estate filled with empty cigarette packets. 
<laughs> After finding a garage for a new wheel, interspersed with a supermarket stop for beer, we were on our way. When questioned on the reliability of the vehicle in the Kazakh desert, he proceeded to bang on the roof saying, It is built in Russian tank factory! <laughs> the in-depth tour involved him chain-smoking cheap cigarettes and asking us mostly about Paul McCartney. <laughs> you know? You know him? You know, very you friend good. of yours? You know him? Yesterday, let it be? Very good song. He live in London like you, yes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when questioned on local landmarks and geography, it would go as such. What's that mountain? It is mountain. <laughs> What's the name of it? I don't know. It is Kazakh. I don't speak Kazakh. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that mountain. Manner. We made regular unscheduled stops from to go and hold business talks with various local businesses. <laughs> Notably, a hunting eagle farm. A hunting eagle farm which seemed to involve mostly yelling and pointing, all with the obligatory fag on the go. Occasionally he would pull up next to a river or a hill. Here he would point and advise us to look about (laughs) while he ate crisps and And slept. And look about. (laughs) (laughs) The icing on the cake was when he fell asleep while driving full throttle on the potholed highway and muttering, (laughs) I fall asleep at wheel, we all fall asleep. (laughs) Before cackling like a madman. Needless to say, we learned very little from our guide about the wonders of Kazakhstan, other than he may be the spiritual cousin of Senor this and that. There we are. That's it. Couldn't have the will you. Brilliant. There's a lot of stories about coach drivers who just stop for kips. Yeah. Um, I've got a Vietnamese one along the same lines. Mm. 2003, I backpacked around Asia with my girlfriend. When we arrived in Hanoi, we planned a pl- bus trip to Saigon. We booked the bus in a local travel agent. We were shown pictures of state-of-the-art bus. We were told it was luxury and air-conditioned. <laughs> so we paid 30 US dollars each to take a bus that evening. We arrived at the bus depot, and the bus looked like something from on the buses. This was confirmed <laughs> when a Vietnamese Reg S driver turned up. The bus was only a third full with some other backpackers, so we spread out and had double seats to ourselves. We drove south for a couple of hours, then we stopped. Suddenly, the doors opened and a horde of locals bundled on, including their farm animals. At this stage, the <laughs> dissonant driver came down the aisle to me and said, Hey, yo, get up. Move your seat up. <laughs> he wanted to give my seat to a local woman who had a chicken under her arm. When I refused, he started screaming at, at me in Vietnamese. I am He then reached into his pocket, pulled out a crumpled $1 note and shouted at me, You'll take this now and get off my bus. (laughs) While it was enticing, an enticing thought to get off the bus in pitch black darkness in the middle of nowhere for $1, (laughs) I sat my ground. Eventually, another backpacker relented and sat in the aisle so this lady could let her chicken have a seat beside her where she sat. (laughs) You'll give chicken seat. It's sacred animal. (laughs) <laughs> we eventually started driving again but by about 2am I was woken by realising that the bus was no longer on road but in but it was bouncing down a dirt track suddenly the bus pulled into a driveway and stopped Mr Dissendat got off and walked into the building that was adjacent to where we'd parked no sooner than it disappeared when suddenly a noise hit the windows of the bus it was a power hose <laughs> turns out what had happened was that Mr Dissendat had decided to drive to his own house <laughs> Um, and go and go inside and go to bed for a few hours sleep while his kids got up and washed the bus. So he has a kid goes, kids, you go wash bus, daddy sleep. So they all had to sit on the coach um, 
We all just sat outside and had a nap while the bus got washed. At sunrise, Mr. Dissendas woke up, came back uh, to the bus refreshed and eventually drove us to Hoi An. When we arrived in Hoi An, we went straight to the travel agent's complain. And all we received was a nonchalant shrug and were told, well, you got here, didn't you? <laughs> That's from Kenny Smith. Very That's good. Great. Yeah. If Britain was run more like that, would be a much happier nation, I'm sure. Yeah, he's just thought, well, obviously I need a kip, and we're yeah. better to have a kip than at my house. Yeah, exactly. Lovely I think, stuff. I think we were probably headed as well post-Brexit, but, you know. Got a short uh, little bullshit here that someone sent in. Go on. Uh, kids' bullshit. It's quite sweet. He's, uh, this is from James. He said, afternoon all. Recently went on a school trip with my son, who's eight years old, to the zoo. I don't remember why I agreed to do it, so I wasn't looking forward to it. We've all done that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I fucking that. volunteered for a trip. Yeah. Actually, I did go to the zoo and it was awesome. You've got to pick and choose your trips, haven't you? Yeah, I did one at a farm. It was really good. Yeah, I did football. There was a football tournament last week, which I really enjoyed. And then, the, and then you know, quite a few weeks you know, before Christmas, I went on, a, on London Zoo one. But yeah, just skip the ones that are shit. Uh, not remembering why I'd agreed to do it, da da da. Whilst there, one of the little lads came up to me and said, Can I let you into a secret? And mm. I said, Yes, of course. So I leant down and he whispered to me that his dad owned the zoo. Yay! It was amazing. But I know his dad, and his dad is a joiner, not a zoo <laughs> owner. <laughs> The little bullshitter then went on to tell me how his dad had trained all the animals, trained them, and that his mum and dad got married in the zoo and all the animals attended. I asked him what the animals did at the wedding. He shrugged and said, you know, just your usual tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Like Millwall. Balancing balls on their noses. Yeah, you know, just just usual stuff, really. I've got another, um, while we're on the subject, here's another one from an anonymous cunter. Uh, he says, there was a boy at my high school who was very nice, but what you would call a serial bullshitter. Among others, he insisted that, A, he'd seen Jesus. Mm. Uh, B, in the war, his granddad had had fisticuffs with Hitler. Great. And best of all, he told my mate he was a hacker. He convinced oh. the mate to lend him his Xbox and Grand Theft Auto so he could hack Grand Theft Auto for him. Obviously, Great. the bullshitter had no intention of giving it back. It was the last year at the school, so if my mate left it any longer, he might never have seen this guy again and his Xbox would be gone. So, Fucking in the amazing. final weeks of the year, months after the theft, he got our physics teacher to tell the bullshitter to return the Xbox. He did, but kept the game to this day, and my mate was too embarrassed to mention it. Thanks. Uh, good evening, chap, says Scott Wood. Uh, just remembered about good evening, top Scott. Bo- Top bullshit from back in primary school. One of the lads in our group of friends was having a football party for his 10th birthday around the time of the 98 World Cup. Brilliant. Good times. While inviting us all, one lad explained how he couldn't make it due to going horse riding that day. (laughs) After a moment of silence, someone confronted him and just went, horse riding? (laughs) Fair enough. He instantly regretted his admission so he tried to redeem himself with some bullshit yeah yeah horse riding um roberto carlos goes most weeks too <laughs> From the uh, how am i gonna get out of it how am i gonna get out of it oh well it's the 98 world cup i'll just claim that roberto carlos goes um when questioned on the fact that roberto roberto carlos goes horse riding at a local farm in east yorkshire he nonchalantly replied with, yeah, 
How else do you think he gets those muscly thighs? <laughs> Horse riding. Horse riding in East Yorkshire. His his response had worked. The group took in his bullshit and took his horse riding with Roberto Carlos as perfectly acceptable lifestyle choice. They've all gone, they're all ten. How else do you think he gets his massive dice? Oh, yeah, makes sense, actually. I thought, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. He soon moved schools due to his dad being in the RAF, which, of course, is a perfect lifestyle for a serial bullshitter. <laughs> Keep up the good work, lads. Thanks for that. Good stuff. Here's one from... Um, oh, that's Lu- from Isaac Jenkinson, actually. Yeah. Okay. Lewis Clare, our diversified farmer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a uh, senior this and that from us from him in the summer of 2001 after my A-levels I went on a month long holiday stroke charity trip to Venezuela after Ooh. four weeks of travelling about we had a couple of days R&R on the island of Margarita off the north coast we walked around the main town but no hotels could accommodate as there was 15 to 20 of us eventually we found a place run by a grade A dis and dat who was delighted to put us all up and at a bargain basement price as well we went to our rooms and all was well. Nothing special, but a lot better than many places we'd stayed in. We couldn't believe what a bargain we got. After sorting ourselves out, grabbing a shower, etc., my mate and I decided to head down to the bar to grab a beer. Senor this and that was at reception, and I'll never forget his words. Hey, guys, you want my women? Fucky, fucky. <laughs> we looked across the bar to see four obese Venezuelan men in their 40s surrounded by young women. We'd been dis and dattered into staying in a brothel. Oh. <laughs> Mind to you, you go fair, to some you go to some remote places, and like the line between hotel, bar, and brothel is very, 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 very vague. blurred. Yeah, it's blurred. It? It's a blurred line. It says to be fair, he did get some business from a younger member of our group, but from what I remember, that may belong in the sex field category. Mm. Thanks, Lewis. Um, this is an interesting one we got a while back, just, you know, going back to the Lenniverse, which we haven't mentioned on this episode, although we're recording this on a day in which there are two fixtures, but they don't yeah. kick off until after Len finishes school. But you'll need to follow follow Twitter for the yeah, updates yeah, 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 at yeah. TF Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's India versus Morocco and China versus South Korea. Yeah. So an exotic day of fixtures. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Can't wait. I'll take the afternoon off with them. Russell Partridge emailed saying uh, a while ago when we were talking about the the Earth tournament, he went, my wife is out with the girls tonight watching the Spice Girls. Just for a moment this morning, I genuinely found myself thinking, great, evening on my own, TV all to myself. I can sit down with a beer and watch the England-Philippines game. (laughs) I wonder which (laughs) channel show the Earth tournament. Oh, no, you've got inside my brain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listen i know the feeling i mean it's lens got inside my brain as well and i like i'm so hungry for news i've started to sometimes annoy him by asking him too much uh that's brilliant though that he woke up and it's the first thing he thought brilliant england philippines tonight anyway great great result pleased to see fresh on the score sheet again but i do wonder if skate is concerned about the lack of goals and assists from the rest of the squad well um, you wrote this last week, just after the England yeah. Philippines game, and to be honest, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, we we beat um, Uruguay five two, but again, it was two for Fresh, two for Smith, yeah. and one Smith got two, one though, for he? Whitehouse. Smith's doing his bit. Smith scored, I think, five goals now altogether. So mm. yeah, I mean, he, he, you're right. It, the rest of the team aren't chipping in enough, but. 
these are the tactics he employs, Jeffrey Skate. If those guys are scoring, he doesn't really care who scores yeah. the goals as long as we score them. If all if all three are firing on all cylinders, yeah. then you know we should be all if right. If the three best attacking talents are the ones finishing off the chances, it means his tactics are working. That's that's yeah, how I put definitely. it. Um, anyway, listen to this. He he says, "P.S. I run a South London-based building company specialising in bathrooms, kitchens, and extensions." Sam, right. if you do decide to initiate the fallout with Mrs. D and put in that second bathroom, just let me know. Pitching for business. Ooh. I'm assuming Ooh. I'd get a discount, a, a country's discount. So. Um, and I thought two things. I thought, yes, this might be worth talking about in the future for the bathroom. But I'm seriously thinking, and this is a serious thought, of getting one of those cabins erected in my garden. And yeah. part of the reason for that would be to do the podcast from. Because as cabin I, studio, as I've said before, like in the house, in my you know smallish house, it's quite hard when the family are at home to find a room. I don't have yeah. a regular spot to podcast in, so yeah. today everyone's out. So I'm doing it from the dining table, which is my preferred option because I've got space. You have luxury, yeah. But sometimes I'm like getting the microphone out and cramp, you know, in the past I've done it in my daughter's room, which felt wrong. So I stopped doing that because some of the things we discuss <laughs> are inappropriate to be discussed in a 11 year old girl's bedroom. <laughs> anyway, I'm seriously thinking about it. I've looked into it and some of them aren't too expensive. And I think it would be an investment because I think it would add value to the house. So I thought maybe Russ, old Russ, I could have a yeah. conversation with him about Look that. A cabin. But wait. There's a butt here. Oh. So I'm thinking, yeah, right. not bad. Fair enough. He's chucked in a bit of promotion, bit of an offer here. I'm assuming he's going to do me a favour. That's why I said it. But then I thought, Top nose. what's his agenda? And I've reread it. I run a South London-based building company. Right. You know what I'm thinking, don't you? Fucking Millwall. What's that? South it's L- fucking Millwall. It's fucking Millwall. Yeah. This, this, uh, this smells of a trick. Yeah, it's going to put you up a cabin, and the first time you use it, it's going to collapse around your. Who knows ears. what he wants? He wants to know where he wants to know my location, because once yeah. Millwall have got your location, they They'll can do the anything. Rest of them over. They can do ah, anything. That's what it is. Yeah, they could get up to all sorts. That's a shame. Or if he's really playing the long game, he go, "Yeah, I'll do your bathroom and I'll do your cabin." But who knows what he'll do, what he'll hide in the fucking foundation. Fucking asbestos, mate. Philip asbestos. Listen, Russ. If this is a genuine offer, we can talk, right? Subject to the T's and C's. But if you are Millwall, come out and tell me, right? As if he's going to tell you. I'll be able to tell. There's not me, but there's some senior West Ham fans, right? More seasoned than me. And if I'll run some of the data past them. And they'll know. They'll know. So just come out. Look, South London. Maybe your palace. I don't know. Maybe you're a Charlton fan. I don't fucking know. You could support anyone. You could be a Manchester United fan. Let's just say it's alarm bells time when I read South London. So I yeah, want a little definitely. bit more detail before I'm willing to take you up on your kind offer. I, I, I've got an alternative suggestion. Rather than going for a cabin and all of that, just get yourself a fucking van. Do the podcast in the back oh, of the van. Imagine if we got a van but branded it up Top Flight Time Machine. <laughs> right? Because... <laughs> Oftentimes, when I've done things for the BBC, for BBC Radio, yeah. like if you occasionally do something for like Radio 4 or something like that, which yeah. I have done on a semi-regular basis because I'm a much sought-after, highbrow, 
cultural commentator, right? Yeah. So Radio 4 will go, can you, can you come on and commentate on this thing? And I'll go, I can't. I can't come over. Yeah, no, I can't come over. No, I'm not coming all the way over. <laughs> they send out the radio car. Right, yeah, which is actually amazing. It's it's not a fucking car; it's a big fucking truck, right? Right. And you open the back of it, and it's fucking amazing. It's it's like what you see the CIA when they go on stakeouts using, but bigger, bigger than that. Right. So what I'm thinking is, we could do our own top flight time machine budget one. We'll get an old second hand van, like from the divorced dad's van shop, right? You'll know them; they're a chain. They're a chain. They they operate online as well now. Are you a divorced father? Are Cash you, only. Are you a divorced father? Are you thinking of investing in a van? Now your bitch wife can't control you anymore? Then visit Divorced Dad Van Warehouse. <laughs> Go to divorceddadvanwarehouse.com to find out where your nearest branch is. <laughs> but the thing is as well we've been thinking about trying to get an office to put a studio in fuck that we'll get a van get a van we'll get a van yeah. we can drive it anywhere yeah exactly so fucking this is actually a really Go good idea and record our podcast but where are we gonna be where are we gonna store it when it's not in action your house mm, i think we should store it in the wild covered in leaves and branches <laughs> <laughs> and a big we could dig a hole a big, we could dig a, a hole big, and put we a can make our own version of the bat cave but we'll call it the cunter cave and yeah. it'll and we'll be a hole but we'll dig a ramp that it can sort of scoot out on yeah right and um and on, some, on some planks of wood and we'll just cover it in leaves earth and uh i actually have a camouflage tarpaulin i've got a huge camouflage tarpaulin out in the back garden here have you yeah why? I don't know. I think I might have just seen it once and thought, I'm fucking having that. I'm having that. Who knows when I might need to hide in some undergrowth. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I've already got it. No problem. We'll do that then. Get a van. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. I think a van and we soundproof the van. And yeah. then really, we, presumably you just bolt a desk to the floor. Something like that. Yeah. And um, we'll just sit on cushions. Now, in the 70s, Stan Bowles and his um, compadre, who was called Don Shanks, who also played for QPR, and they were like great mates, gambling mates, and sort of, you know, lads about town. They were fucking mad. And they bought a second-hand ambulance, right? And it still had a working siren. And they would go everywhere in an ambulance because it meant that they could... siren on the go. Well, when they were in a hurry to get to the dog track after a game or after training in time for the last (laughs) race, they would stick on the fucking siren and whiz down the Uxbridge Road for all the traffic. And this is when Stan Bowles was one of the most famous footballers in the country, went everywhere with a siren going. Brilliant, isn't it? That's what we need. We need a driver mm. to drive it, and we'll do a podcast in the back while driving around at 70 miles an hour yep. with a siren going. Do you want to be the top flight time machine driver slash roadie? It's an unpaid, you- it's an unpaid position. We sh- we have to stress yeah. that. But you- Also, you'll need to provide your own ambulance. Yeah, but if you, ha- if you have that, or perhaps you're a divorced dad with time on your hands and a van that you've unwisely invested in, <laughs> and now you don't know what to... <laughs> I can't believe it. Why did I buy this van? I can't even I'm cover. Never use it. I can't cover this month's rent, let alone the fucking maintenance to that bitch. <laughs> oh, and I said I'd take the kids to Nando's at weekend. This fucking van cleaned me out. It were a moment of madness. 
right? <laughs> what am I going to do? No one wants to buy it. It's fucked. Well, we could be the answer to your prayers. Give us a call. Yeah. And we'll see what we can do with your terrible, terrible van that you're currently that's using that's not even working and you're just sitting in it some nights drinking Bell's whiskey and crying. <laughs> right, that's all we've got time for for this one. It is. Uh, I think it's been very productive. It's, I think we've learned a lot. Um, yeah, so remember uh, keep, to, keep the emails coming. Remember to go and buy some merchandise, check out the website yeah. and buy tickets to our shows, which are fast selling out. And, and keep the emails coming to topflighttimemachine at gmail.com and also Twitter at TF Time Machine mm. and Instagram which is TF Time Machine Top Flight Time or something it's different something isn't it? like it's that. I think if you just something search you'll Top Flight Time Machine you'll fucking find it anyway there we go thanks for listening uh, bye bye up yours I think y'all <laughs> hello playmates Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.